Freedom fighters, defenders of liberty, deplorables, lizard people, insurrectionists, and ultra-mega extremist Republicans, and all of you other people that MLG refers to, you annoying voters. I'm your host, Becca Marie, and you are listening to Freedom Speak. We are unindoctrinated, unvaccinated, unrestrained, unashamed, unrelenting, unapologetic, and unafraid on Conservative Talk, ABQ, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, AM 700, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. Check out my website, freedomspeaknm.com. You can listen to playbacks of any of my previous shows, as well as download some useful resources, check out my advertisers. You can also get the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple iTunes. You can email me at becca at freedomspeaknm.com. You can can send me questions and comments, show suggestions. You can get started advertising. We would love to have you advertising here on this awesome station. So I've been thinking a lot about all of these artificial crises that we seem to have seen ever since Sleepy Joe got installed in the White House. We got an energy shortage. We got a systematic racism. We got systematic homophobia. We got a war brewing in Russia. He's been poking that bear for ever since he's been in office. We've got childhood sudden-onset transgenderism. We have insurrectionist MAGA Republicans, food shortages, fentanyl, illegal border crossings, and, of course, people apparently are being disfranchised and not allowed to vote. I don't understand where that's happening. So, throughout history... We can find examples of tyrannical dictators killing their own citizens through starvation executions and using the military and government agencies to carry out genocide. They also create a lot of art, they created a lot of artificial crises to justify cracking down on the population. These atrocities were carried out for the purpose of securing their own self-interests. Let me give you a few examples. Kim Il-sung was the communist leader of North Korea from 1948 to 1994. He started the process of brainwashing the people of North Korea into an us-against-the-world mentality, and he used enforced disappearances and deadly prison camps to do it. He also established the Songbun system, which is still in place, by the way. This divided people into core, wavering, or hostile, depending on their political beliefs. Wow, that sounds kind of familiar, doesn't it? A person's songbun status dictated everything about their lives, including access to education, employment, housing, and food. We have another one here. Idi Amin Dada. He was a Ugandan military leader from 1971 to 1979. He was also known as the Butcher of Uganda. 
He became president following a military coup, which was precipitated by him being accused of embezzlement. His role was characterized by the slaughter of groups that did not support him. This started with Akali and Lang ethnic groups in 1972, and then moved on to other ethnic groups, religious leaders, journalists, artists, judges, lawyers, students, and anyone that he saw as a threat to his power. It's estimated he was responsible for the slaughter of 300 to 500,000 people. His own citizens, by the way. Then we have Leonid Ilyich Brezhnev. From Sov he was the Soviet head of state, Soviet Union. He was in power from 1964 until 1982. He put influential figures that opposed the regime on public trial. Oh, does that sound familiar? And by the 1970s, he had imprisoned around no, 10,000 political and religious opponents. Many were placed in mental health asylums where they underwent unneeded operations. He also introduced a foreign policy that stated that any threat to the socialist rule of any state in the Soviet bloc was a threat to everyone. Then we have a guy that I'm sure a lot of you have heard of. Pol Pot was the leader of the Keimer Republic or the Keimer Rouge from 1963 until 1979, which took over control of Cambodia from 1975. He seeked to create an agrarian socialist society. He forcibly relocated urban populations to rural collective farms and killed enemies of the regime, including Buddhist monks and ethnic minorities. Mass executions and malnutrition led to the deaths of around 2 million people, a quarter of Cambodia's population during his rule. Now, the reason I pointed out a few examples of tyrants from the past is to show how political leaders throughout history have acted in their own self-interest, regardless of whether it resulted in the deaths of those that were under their leadership. Today, we have the agendas of people like Klaus Schwab, which founded the WEF, which is the World Economic Forum. He adopted the concept of the Fourth Industrial Revolution, as the time for unifying the world, governments, and corporations. He stated, The world has to overcome the damage done to our economies and society by COVID-19. It also has to confront the repercussions of a dangerous clash between major global powers. Now, first of all, these problems didn't occur from COVID-19. These problems occurred because of overzealous, power-hungry heads of state, governors, mayors. They're the ones that did the damage. Rabbi Yosef Berger, the rabbi of King David's tomb on Mount Zion, noted that it was not by chance that Schwab adopted the concept of the Fourth Industrial Revolution for the time of unifying the world governments and corporations. The rabbi cited the book of Daniel. In the book of Daniel 7, verse 23, 
It states, Thus he said, The fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon earth, which shall be diverse from all kingdoms, and shall devour the whole earth, and shall tread it down and break it in pieces. So like so many tyrants before him that want to rule for their own glory and from his own glory, Schwab understands that Daniel was a great prophet, and Klaus Schwab wants to pervert the words of Daniel for his own purpose. It's been said that we become accomplices to those evils that we fail to oppose. I've been talking about this for a couple of years, and I've had a number of people get upset with me about uh, my, my stand on refusing to comply. I personally don't. I think we all have to be strong. And I, and I think if people are rolling over to mandates and, and experimental jabs and masks and all this other nonsense, and they, they can't stand up to that and they can't say no to that, I mean, what are they going to do to what comes next? I've been saying that all along. Eventually we'll be judged for failing to exercise noncompliance. Sometimes the best method to ascertain the reality of any situation is to not look at what you're being given to view, but instead look behind the shyster trying to deceive you at what's taking place other than their oratorical diatribe. While they are talking passionately about some future apocalypse, their minions are mixing the cyanide-laced barrel of Kool-Aid behind them. Am I the only one who wonders why there seems to be no longer any war correspondence? You know, I, I, I remember when I was a kid, I remember, you know, at the time I didn't understand what it was. They were always talking about Vietnam all the time. It's like, what is, I, I didn't know what it was. But I heard them talking about it on the TV all the time. And you had these news reporters out there in the trenches with the soldiers while the bullets were flying, and they were out there reporting what was going on on the ground. We, we don't see that anymore. Even as far back as the Civil War, newspapers sent out reporters to write about what was happening on the battlefield. Every war and major event worldwide of the 20th century had reporters on the ground who were reporting what was transpiring. Now, sometimes they were lying about what was going on. We know that now, but at least they were out there. How many times in recent history have you, while watching our so-called news, seen a report from a reporter in Ukraine? You haven't. They now rely on the Ukrainian government to give us the story. This is like allowing Timothy McVeigh to report on the Oklahoma City bombing of the Murray Federal Building for us. Please forgive me, but believing the crap we're being fed today is poisonous and will bring about our ruination. How many of you have heard about the millions of Europeans who are protesting in the streets of all European countries? They're screaming things like liberty while marching. Their lives are even worse than ours right now, and they're being made to suffer, maybe unto death, through starvation and freezing. 
to stave off an exaggerated and maybe false future apocalypse that despots are calling climate change. In a country where every year we see about 60,000 cases of RSV, we will, if the trend continues, see millions of cases. Not just in kids and older people, but in supposedly healthy people as well. One hospital in North Carolina reported 500 cases of RSV in the month of August 2022 alone. RSV, which stands for Respiratory Syncytic syncytial virus, also called human respiratory syncytical virus and human orthopneumovirus, is a common contagious virus that causes infections of the respiratory tract. It is a negative sense single-stranded RNA virus most prevalent in people with depressed immune systems, namely children and older people. Now, Depressed immune systems. Now, what have I talked about recently? And it's out there. The information's out there if you want to find it. This so-called COVID vaccine suppresses your immune system. It damages your immune system. What we are going to see going forward, and we're already seeing this, is a rise in cases of all types of diseases. We're going to see recurring cancer, which was thought to be in remission, becoming active again, and then growing at an, ex at an, ex at an accelerated rate and killing people. We're seeing all of this stuff going on. The news services are so busy telling you what politicians will be doing to save you that they can't be bothered with this story, among others. And like I just mentioned, cases of cancer in people below 50 years old are skyrocketing this year. It's easy information to get if people would stop watching Lie After Lockup and Learn to Read. The so-called news is not reporting this, so you have to go get the news on your own. You have to do a little bit of digging. You have to do a little bit of research. It's not so simple as just sitting down and watching the evening news like we do, used to do back in the old days, and who knows, they maybe weren't telling us the truth back then either. But there is so much information available to you now with the Internet and just independent people doing their own reporting and sharing information. It's out there. We've got doctors out there, thousands of them, all over the world that are out there speaking out. Now, the mainstream news won't listen to them. They won't put them on because, and like other things I've talked about, like these big corporations and these big money managers, they're controlling these major news outlets. They're not going to let them put somebody like this on that could potentially hurt the sales of their vaccines. The news won't tell you this, but Boston University claims to have developed a lethal COVID strain with an 80% kill rate. Now, I did a little bit of reading on this. <clears throat> They're trying to pass this off as, all, well, it was an 80% kill rate on a certain type of mouse that they were using for experimenting on. And not quite as close to the human genome as other mice. 
do we really believe anything anybody's telling us anymore? Are, are you listening to how awful this is? An 80% kill rate? We should all be terrified about this if this was to get released on the world. That would be a real pandemic of epic proportions. I'd just like to ask these half-witted geniuses that did this, why did they do this? I, I, was remember, I remember a movie I, I watched years ago where these scientists created this, this whole new artificial life form that was highly dangerous. And somebody asked this scientist, one of the scientists involved in doing this, like, why did you do this? And this is the way a lot of scientists think. And this scientist answered to him and said, um, because we could. When we hear these elitists talk about climate and population control, this is what they're using to justify everything they're doing. As you listen to your doctors tell you they don't know what's wrong with you this year, we're hearing that a lot. Mysterious cases. Well, gosh, I don't know why. I don't know why this is happening to you. Of course, it has nothing to do with those, with the, the double vax and the triple, the triple boosters you had. It has nothing to do with that. <clears throat> you might want to consider looking for answers outside of the normal pipeline, like I'm always telling you all the time. You'll find many people experiencing the same explainable symptoms as yourself if you're willing to search by reading for yourself. There again, the information's out there, but you've got to dig for it. You're not going to see it on the evening news. Do you know what else you'll find? There are some real doctors that know what's going on. And they're willing to put their careers on the line and tell you the truth. They're out there. Dr. Simone Gold, the frontline doctors. That's a large group of doctors, you know, by the way. It's not just Dr. Simone Gold. A lot of people are trashing her all the time as a conspiracy theorist. There's thousands of doctors in her group. She's just a spokesperson. I suspect there are efforts underway by those that are bent on the reduction of the world population by way of engineered bioweapons, abortion, sterilization through gender-affirming care of our children, and the destruction of the family unit to destroy an entire generation. You know, you look at some of those tyrants from the past, what they did, I think what they are doing now, what these tyrants of the past did, will just pale in comparison. What we're seeing is like a firefighter assessing a house fire and deciding if the structure can even be saved. I begin to think to myself some weeks back that maybe I should just take my head out of the material that I read and immerse myself in the mind-numbing and hypnotic-induced indifference that many seem to use as a coping mechanism. You know, the cognitive dissonance I've talked about before on previous shows? A lot of people are just shutting down. It's like, oh, I can't take this anymore. I'm just going to watch Netflix and and just tune out. It's easy. I do that myself sometimes, honestly. I really do. 
you know, doing this show and doing all the other activism that I do. It's like I'm always constantly immersed in all this negativity that's going on. I have to take a, I have to take a break from time to time. And yes, I'm guilty of immersing myself in Netflix from time to time. Maybe I should just accept that this house we call America is going to burn because of the apathy and malaise that has created blissful ignorance in a population largely content with making themselves the meat for this barbecue. So there you go. Hope that's not too too much doom and gloom for you today. Ah. <laughs> uh, I have a couple of really good guests in my studio today. By the way, the guests that come in, you know, my show's kind of different, you know. My guests are not just guests. They're like guest co-hosts. So it, it, it you know, kind of mixes it up every week, and you don't know exactly what you're going to get every week. <laughs> so guess who's on today? Yeah, I know. We got Karine right? Rios. <laughs> right. And yeah. Ali Aniga. I Aniga. said your name right yes. that time, right? Yes, you did. Yes. You spelled it wrong, but you I said it right. right. <laughs> At least I said it right. It's like, how do you spell that anyway? I don't know. I remember you corrected me last time you were on with me. It's like, okay, it's I remember how to pronounce you that. You did. <laughs> so what do you guys think about all that? Well, there were a couple of things that came to mind um, as you were speaking. Um, and, you know, uh, the jab, for one, yeah. is... Um, Everybody, you know, they, we call it the kill shot because it is. And we're seeing that more and more. If you search online and go to the words suddenly died, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. line after line after line. And if you read the articles, they never, yep. very, very rarely mention. They, we don't know what's causing it. It's sudden adult death syndrome. You know, SADS instead of, you know. I never it, even heard of that term till recently. Instead no, of they, they just yeah. made it up. Yeah, yeah, they just they made, just it, made up. it up yeah. to explain to make the it sudden normal. deaths to make it normal. Exactly. They're trying to normalize yes. sudden deaths in teenagers. Uh, just recently, 17-year-old, yeah, 17-year-old singing in the choir um, in a competition. Wasn't he 18? 17. 17 years 17, old. 17, senior yep. in high school at this competition. And you know what I'm looking for? Did he take the jab? That's what I was looking for. You too? Yes. Yeah, because and, that's not normal. Right. No, it's not normal. No. Um I, you know, I, I, but see, I, they're going to try to make us believe that it's normal. Yes. Well, I hadn't been really touched by it until very recently. My, you know, a friend of mine who, who had health problems, um, suddenly died, you know, mm -hmm. sitting out in the backyard, sun tanning, like she always did. And, you know, she had just gotten over surgery. She was doing great. Died. Couldn't revive her. And? And don't know if she had the shot. Oh. Nobody will say. Oh. My my cousin went, got up, went into the kitchen. She had health problems, but she had taken the jab. Walked into the kitchen to cook dinner for her kids, her family. Heart attack, died. Mm -hmm. Enlarged heart. So it is oh. touching. It is touching everybody now. People you know, people in your family. And I've told them. You this know, we've predicted. all told them. We, yep. Yeah, we've all told them. Yes. Um, but because of the, the indoctrination and the propaganda and the... The scare tactics that were used, um, we're seeing people die from it now. And they, they said, what, what did they tell us? Two to three years, you're going to see yep. a lot of deaths. That's and there it is. A lot of wait, experts wait, wait, are saying that. Later. You guys are conspiracy theorists. Yes, we are. Yes, we I are. mean, didn't, didn't they tell us that two years ago when we told them this is what's going to happen? 
You're just a conspiracy theorist. But yes. no, we actually use our brain because, you know, um, I don't know if you know this, Ali, but I, I've never vaccinated my children. Uh, I well, I have not. five and the last four I didn't vaccinate. And um, and even people who were her, there were people who were having some severe reactions from the vaccinations before the COVID jab, jab came out. Right. And there's no correlation as of right now. But what I would always tell people is this. You're right. I may not be able to make a correlation with vaccines and side effects, but something's not right. Yeah. There is a correlation just like today. This is, the cor- this is what I tell people. Smoking does not give you cancer 100% of the time. For some people, it may, they may get lung cancer. But still, we are all led to believe what? Can- smoking causes cancer. But that's right. not true. And that's why they can't say it on their little package. No. You know? Um, but, and the same is with vaccina- vac- vaccinations. Right. Not everybody is going to die or get severe reactions from the vaccine. Right. But there are people who get severe enough reactions, and then they go and get some, um, what's that vaccination compensation board? And then they have, yeah, there's a vaccination compensation board, but then they have to keep it quiet. Yeah. If they get money from that board, um, they, they can't say anything. So they got to so, sign an NDA? Yeah, yeah. so that's why yeah. we don't hear about them, because right. the government has silenced them right. in order to get money to take care of their child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So all of this, we, uh, just well, knowing that we know that from this COVID shot, there's going to be some serious side effects and there, death. Yes, there are. Um, you know, back when I was a kid and we had the DBT and the, you know, the mumps and the rubella and all of those shots that we had to take. Mm-hmm. My sister, born in 66, had the shot, had the vaccination, the first one. And her arm swelled up and mm. her side of her face swelled up. And the doctor said, I'm giving you a note. This child can never have any other vaccines. She will die. Mm. And the, so back then, the doctors were like, oh, side effects. No, no more vaccines. But if you look at the list, there may be five when I was born, 10. Now the CDC just added the COVID-19. Yep. You can't get into school. You can't put your kid in school if they're not vaccinated the cdc is not a government entity they cannot tell us what to do but if our president mandates it mandate which is not a law no people are going to start listening to that because they have been brainwashed that your kid needs to have it if you want your kid to die give them the vaccine that's you know there's a there's a clip that pertains to what you just said ali and i want to i want to run that right now um something that uh tucker carlson said the other day on one of his shows uh michelle could you do clip 10 for me okay let's i want you to so here's an amazing story that's been effectively buried this week the cdc's advisory committee on immunization practices is expected to add the covid19 vax to the list of required childhood vaccines if this happens your children will not be able to attend school without taking the covid shot now the problem is there is no medical basis for this decision whatsoever. Even the CEO of Moderna has just admitted that most people do not need the booster. And in fact, in this country, it's like 4% of adults have gotten the booster because they know now. We're quoting, it's gonna be similar to the flu, he said. So what is this exactly? Dr. Marty McCary is a man we trust. He's a professor at Johns Hopkins University. He joins us tonight to assess. Doctor, thanks so much for coming on. Is it an overstatement to say there's really no medical justification for this? 
Well, there's certainly no clinical data. They've got data from eight mice on the Omicron vaccine in young people. And the child vaccine story is essentially a story of bypassing clinical data, which is why many of us are asking, why even have an FDA? Why do we even right. do clinical trials? Right now, we've got pharma saying, hey, we did a study. We're going to give you the top line of the press release. We're going to call the White House. And the White House then calls the FDA and the CDC and tells them to get in line. They bought 170 million doses of this new Omicron vaccine. There has never been a vaccine added to the child immunization schedule without solid clinical evidence that it reduces disease significantly in the community. The COVID vaccine in children will be the first. It will be added with no clinical data. And many of us that are saying, hey, let's see the data, we're basically told, stop asking questions. Dr. Ja, who's the chief COVID advisor at the White House, has said he has seen the data, but it's not public information. What are they hiding? Why can't we see this information? Instead, we're basically seeing this intense paternalism to really just do what we say and stop asking questions. And the CDC's committee that's voting, I mean, that is essentially a kangaroo court. You have to be an official card-carrying vaccine fanatic to be on that committee. If you're not, then basically they're not going to accept people who think that some vaccines are important and others lack the evidence to support broad distribution. Remember, one in 5,000 vaccine doses results in a severe adverse event, according to data from overseas, from Germany, because we don't fund that research in the U.S. And in Israel, they took 283 people who got myocarditis from the vaccine. One of them died, two were in the ICU. So if thousands of people are going to get myocarditis from this indiscriminate vaccination in young, healthy people, we're going to see some unintended harm. And my concern is that some schools may blindly accept this. So if the CDC decides to go ahead and put this on the routine vaccine schedule, it'll be up to states. And that's where I think parents have a right to say, let's see some clinical data before we force this as a requirement for school. Well, yeah. I mean, this is like... You're so understated in your effect, but what you're saying is shocking, I think, to the layman anyway. So I appreciate your, your saying it. I'm sure you're taking a lot of heat for it, but we're grateful. Dr. Marty McCary of Johns Hopkins, thanks. You know, what we have here is we have a so-called vaccine, which isn't a vaccine, by the way. It's an mRNA gene therapy, experimental. It's had really no significance. You know, by the way, we're at a break. I'm going to... I'm gonna, Hold it right there. We'll continue our comment on that after the breaks. We'll be right back. Interested in getting your concealed carry permit? 
Perkins Protection Training offers state-approved concealed carry classes for both New Mexico and Utah, taught by a certified NRA instructor, local woman-owned and ran by husband and wife team since 2004. Individual coaching, ensuring every student learns according to their individual needs, complete with pre-class and follow-up tutoring. One-on-one, -on -one, beginner, and advanced classes also available. Mention KDAZ for 10% off class. Call 505-238-1214. That's 505-238-1214 or on the web at PerkinsProtectionTraining.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road Northeast, call us at 505 292 at Los Ranchos Gun Shop, we support law-abiding folks learning to operate their guns safely. Some look at a firearm and see only weapons of war. If the mayor is telling the police to stand down when criminals act and release them into our community without consequence, well, who can you rely on to protect you and your family? Safety and awareness is what we preach and teach. It's your right to be safe in your own home and community. Take up the responsibility. No one else will do it for you. Stop by our new location, 6621 4th Street, Northwest in Los Ranchos, or call 505-345. 4276. Hello, I'm Dr. Dan Lafferty. And I'm Dr. Stephanie Z from ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Putting off a trip to the dentist due to dental anxiety? Let us ease your fears. At ABQ Gentle Dentistry, we are gentle from your first phone call with the receptionist to the dental chair for treatment. We offer oral conscious sedation, IV sedation, and nitrous gas. We have the latest technology to handle all your dental needs right in our office. Same day crowns, 3D x-rays, 3D printing, digital intraoral photos, and laser technology. Let us transform your life by transforming your smile into a smile you can love. We also offer clear tray orthodontic therapy. You're part of the family here at ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Gentle is not just our name, it's how we treat our patients. We accept most insurance plans and also work with multiple lending companies to help make financing possible. Y hablamos español. We're located at 4550 Eubank Boulevard, Northeast, Suite 101. Give us a call at 505-292-8588 to begin your journey to an awesome smile. Or on the web at albuquerquegentledentist.com. Welcome back to Freedom Speak. I'm your host, Becca Marie, and you're listening to K Conservative Talk, ABQ, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, AM 700, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. You know, some of these songs that I've been using for the past couple weeks, I've, I've been thinking about these. It's like, you know, I'm a big fan of the protest songs from like in the 60s. I've played a lot of those on my show. I, I really, they, all, they all send a message, and they're, and they're applicable to what's going on today. But this needs new songs I'm finding, they're not necessarily protest songs. I classify them as call-to-action songs. Mm -hmm. 
And so I'll have I, I call them rebel songs. Rebel songs. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Conspiracy theory songs. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> so, you know, we were listening to that uh, Tucker Carlson clip before the break. And there's so many things wrong with this. Number one, there have not been any adequate clinical trials. Okay. Like they have for all the other vaccines. All the all others. So now all the years. standards have changed. Yes, yeah. because the standards used to be that you had just a few people die from the vax. That vax was taken off the market. Correct. Boom. So wasn't that like in 2008 when they had the SARS, um, what was it? When, what was that big pandemic during yes. the Obama administration? Right. 53 people died. They took it off took right it away. Took off the market. Yep. Boom. Right away. Yep. We've got people, thousands, thousands tens millions. of thousands, millions. We've got millions, millions. Of people. If the real number and was really to come if out, if you look at the the is it VARS, VARS, VARS. the VARS. Uh-huh. If you look at that, it's only ten percent that are being reported. Mm-hmm. So if there's two million people, ten, you know that's two hundred million people, right? I don't I, know. I, 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 can't I, I would like to know uh, that fact. That uh, vaccine that you just stated, I don't know what it was during the Obama administration, where fifty-three people died. Yes. What was, how did they know that they died from that? Clinical testing. So why aren't they we doing that doing. now? Are we not doing that now? No, we're not. We're not. Why? No. Why should huh. they? Because, huh. because our government is paid and bought and paid for by Big Pharma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. Yep. And, and Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, all of them. There's something with every single one of them, blood clotting. We yeah. talked about that. Talked I mean, about that quite a lot. I mean, they're finding... Uh, in in people that have died, blood clots that are, you yeah. know, six feet long in the veins right. and hard like rubber. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. how, how can you live through that? Well, and not only that, but it's like, you know, these big, there's these large blood clots yes. like, you, like you just mentioned. But the ones that they don't talk about, which are probably even more significant, is the micro blood clots. Mm-hmm. The ones that just distribute all over the body. That shot, when they put it in your arm, it doesn't stay there. There's already proof that it does not stay there well and it does cross the the blood brain barrier yes so you're wondering why people have foggy you know they call brain fog yeah you get those micro blood clots they get into the into your system they get up into your brain they clog up the works Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Mm. and then what about informed consent you know they're they're hiding the data which they're not even they're not even hiding the fact that they're hiding the data right they're but, hiding the data. But it was a 97% recovery rate from the COVID. Mm-hmm. If you got COVID, 97%. I mean, my mom was 83 when she got it. 84 now. Thank God she made another mm-hmm. birthday. Mm-hmm. And she came through it. I mean, there were a couple of hard days there. I was taking care of her, but I got her on the ivermectin, the hydroxychloroquine, nebulizer, and she was like, don't take yeah, me to the hospital. Yeah, but those are dangerous. She was like, don't, t- <laughs> don't you dare take me to the hospital. I would rather die in my yeah. own bed than die on that run me death is mirror. By is myself, mirror. without that, my family. She said, I know they would put me on a respirator and they'd I would re- die They'd remmer, venner, and then she'd be dead. 83-year-old mother who yeah. does her research. Yeah, good. You know? So, I mean, it's not just for, for mm-hmm. our age, our generation. Anybody can look on the internet and find out what is in that stuff. Well, anybody can just use their common sense Right. <laughs> Have we forgotten common sense? Yes. It's not your, so common. Your, your spiritual discernment? I mean, right. we have just totally left that out the window because we think other people know better, know better, and are in uh, doing things for our best interests. 
you know, and that's not the way the world is anymore. Since I, I, when did the government become our exactly. parent? Or the medical doctors. See, a part of that is, I believe all these vaccinations up to this point have been indoctrination for this right here, right now. I wouldn't nobody, be surprised. Nobody's questioning, uh, you know, the COVID-19 vaccine, except for a few of us rebellious conspiracy theorist people. But did you know that after, if, if states uh, put the COVID vaccine jab on the immunization schedule, our children will have 97 vaccinations in their bodies by the time they're 18. Think about that, people. Now, what else is in these vaccinations? Well, I, I believe they still have thermosil, right? Because in 1950s, they actually put mercury mm -hmm. as a preservative in the vaccinations. Well, now it's thermosil, which is still, which is still mercury, and what happens when, remember, do you remember those old uh, thermometers yeah. that had the mercury? In? Oh, oh yeah. my gosh, mm -hmm. don't touch those. Right. But now we are injecting children with 97 little uh, bits of mercury in their body. And some children, they can handle that. Mm -hmm. Right? I have my oldest son who was vaccinated. He went into the military and was again vaccinated again. Um, but I know that without a shadow of, of a doubt, one of my children he would have had an adverse reaction because his body had a peanut allergy. He's had asthma. He has um, a malforma char charry malformation of the brain. You know, now he's developed seizures. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine if I had given him a vaccination when he was little, he would have a severe reaction. Look, look how, how um, autism has increased. Absolutely. Was it one in five? It's now one in five. I believe it was yes. one in five. One in five children now have autism yep. on the spectrum. On the spectrum. And I wouldn't doubt that that is caused by the vaccines. Yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. I, I, and you know why I, I, I don't doubt it? Because when you look at the history of vaccinations in the 1940s and the 1950s, they weren't free. So who could, who could afford vaccinations back then? Typically, the Anglo-Saxon whites. Okay, rich people. They're the ones and they saw they saw uh, effects of autism in that group. And then when they became free and the black community was now able to get vaccinations, the the rate of autism was the same. Yep. So you can you cannot tell me I, this is the research. That's I, just a coincidence. Right. Though. You can't tell me it's a coincidence. There is a correlation. Right. There has to be. And we have to yes. use our brain. And because I read that research 25 years ago, that's why we opted not yeah. to risk our children's lives for the sake of vaccinations. Mm -hmm. And guess what? I can't find that research now. Oh, of course not. They're, they're, it's they, been like obliterated. Yes. But that's the true history of vaccinations, and that's one of the reasons why I decided 25 years ago, my husband and I, not to vaccinate. I didn't want to risk any of my children having severe reactions to I the I think vaccine. you made a good choice. Well, I think if our school district, we've already had parents that are pulling their kids out, but if our school district adopts the CDC, your kid has to be vaccinated to get to school, pull them out. Well, I don't even think now uh, I will, the district I will is a state. Start. Right? I will start. Is, isn't it for the state that the state will have to adopt those? So so let, let, let's yeah. go through the legalities of it. So they can mandate it all they want, right? The CDC and yeah. Biden. But as a state, don't we still have the final say? You would think yes, so. Yes, we do. You well, you know, so. Ron DeSantis, I think it He's was just said. yesterday. He, he just said, said, no way. Not going to yeah. happen in Florida. And Carrie Lake said if she's elected, it wouldn't happen in Arizona. Yeah. 
so take your kid to Arizona yeah. or Florida or vote You know, this is a hot topic right November. now, and our uh, people who are running for election need to jump on this because even Democrats don't want the COVID-19 vaccination required as, as vaccination to attend school. Right. We need to get the, those people running, talking about so, this issue. Corinne. Would you be a teacher with me in uh, for kids that don't want to be vaccinated? I, I would start a school just for that. Uh, I'm I, telling you. I'm not called to do that. <laughs> so. You know, I've been homeschooling for, I'm still homeschooling and I'm done. <laughs> don't tell my daughter or my husband that. Gotcha. But but I'm just not called to do that anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, but, but we... This is preparation. When they locked down, when they masked up your children, I was there telling people, pull your, your children yep. because it's all about money. It is. Right? And that's all our governor wants exactly. for this state is money from the feds. Well, well even the we constitutional amendment number one, I'm sorry, No, Ellie, you go ahead. Even the constitutional amendment number one is for more early childhood they want your kids in schools at age three to start indoctrinating oh, them. Oh, yeah. I've, I've been speaking. You know, I've been speaking out against that early, early Child. childhood education thing for the entire time I've been on the radio. Uh, and, uh, and because they want to get them early when they're the most impressionable and right. they want to indoctrinate the best, them early. The best education a child can get from the ages of one to six is at home mm -hmm. from their parents because they model, they learn. From their parents. Yeah. Yep. And so, if their parents aren't there and they're in school at three years old, who are they going to model? The trans, you know, yeah. the, 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 the transgender LGBTQ teacher who wants to indoctrinate them. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with what you want to do with your life. You do it. Don't put it on my kid. Yeah. And don't bring it into yeah. the classroom. They're there to read, write, learn, uh, math, you know, the three R's, read, yeah. writing, and yeah. arithmetic, right? So and they're there to learn that, and that is all they should be learning. Bingo. So, but, And you know, early childhood education, Head Start, has been proven to be a failure. Failure. Has been proven to be a failure. Did you know that? Now, not in like uh, in the elementary ages, but when they get into middle school, they've been tracking these kids who started early ed childhood education, and it doesn't work. It's just a failure. So then we have to question ourselves, and why are they pushing it so hard? Right now, MLG is pushing constitutional amendment number one, yes. and all the Democrats. And you have to ask yourself, why? So they can indoctrinate our children at a younger age. Right. I've been saying that for years, that if they start at three, it's another yep. it's another three years of indoctrination. They're already giving them free college. Yep. That's four more years of indoctrination. So you've got the 12 years of school. You've got the four years of college. Yep. And you've got, so that's 16 years plus another three years if they start at three. So and that's, then, and then the that's their and now life. The vaccinations. Yeah. In order to get your free head start, you got to be vaccinated. So it's all working together. Oh yeah. To do what? That's a good point you made, Allie, with the free college. It's mm -hmm. like I never thought about it that way, but yeah, free college because they want to indoctrinate everybody. Yep. That's right. And they don't want to stop until they're actually and, made them into. Little and who activists. is the most yeah. likely? Our children. Who's the most likely to be impressionable to learn all of this? And that's our children, to be indoctrinated, propagandized. And, and, and you know what, what? What's really sad about that is we have a lot of uh, parents sending their kids to Christian schools, and they're bringing them up in the church. But it's those Christian children who grew up in the family who, when they get to college, they are leaving the faith. That's right. Because, because they're not of grounded the in the foundational 
uh, sustenance that should begin at home. We've given parenting rights to the government and to the school system. And then we sit there and we say, oh, well, we took them to church. One hour a week, really? The sad, the sad thing about that is, is that it's been done so subtly yeah. over the years since, you know, since the 50s. Absolutely. You know, I mean, if you look back at the 50s, it was all family and faith and freedom and, you know, people coming home from the war and, and the baby boomers and all of that. And it, it was a good, good generation. And mm. the more we get away from that, the the this, the more subtle it becomes. It was started in 1888, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, the indoctrination in the schools. They were like, hey, can we do this? How can we? And they've been doing it for years. And, and they've been making it easier with money to provide that head start or these extracurricular activities, these after school programs. I mean, they have Satan clubs now in schools. Okay, so they're giving them the opportunity at every point to subtly take over our children and destroy the family. That's it. That's it. The nuclear family. Father, mother, kids, right? Exactly. And they've been doing it. If you look at statistics back in the 50s, the divorce rate was higher in the 50s, was higher for the whites than it was the blacks. Oh, being The black, yes. black families were, you get Owned married. businesses. Uh, that's right. And then we had a certain um, president who introduced, LBJ, yes. introduced the welfare system. Yep. And you can't, if you have a family, you can't receive this assistance. Right. So guess what? That is why there are no fathers in the home yep they have you know and, baby and, and daddy. what was his famous quote we're gonna get these yeah i won't say the word but we're gonna get these black americans to be voting democrat for the next 200 years that's, that's right. what he said that's right that was his intention that's right to enslave a population and as i think candace owen said is keep them on the plantation yep oh yeah yep you know totally and and that yes. still happens today because you oh, know yeah. I'm, I'm helping a lot of, of women who are, are on assistance but they can't go and work because they can't make too much money or else they'll lose the benefits. Right. And it That's the, the catch-22. Yes. Is, you know, we want to keep you. We want you to go and find a job. We want you to work. But don't make too much because you're going to lose, lose all, all of your this. benefits. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they should have the benefits until they can make enough money to st- stand on their own. But they can't make enough money to stand on their own because they're going to lose the be- benefits. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think uh, it's I think it's planned that way. I think they absolutely. want this absolutely is a planned. this is a group of people that they can control. Absolutely. And they can keep they right. can keep controlling them indefinitely. And it's not just the black community. Nope. It's the white community, it's the Asian mm-hmm. community, it's anybody who It's the Hispanic community that's right, right now front that's and center right. because why do you think the border is so open? That's right. Right? Benefits. So I can speak from cuz I'm Hispanic. <laughs> 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 you know, it they they want to do that with all people. Yes, they do. You know, and they, yeah, they do, do it systematically. Right now is the border. In the 50s was the black, uh, the black community. Now it's the Hispanic community. And, and some of us don't even want to open our eyes to see what's happened. But that's changing. It is. The Latino community Abs- And my, me and my husband changing. were talking, and like, why is, why, is, why is it not going to work with the Hispanics? And my husband says, you know what, Karina, I'm going to tell you something. Hispanics are very family oriented family don't have take the our family, family. Values. we're the ones who are having <coughs> babies after babies i have five my auntie mary had nine 
<laughs> oh know? my gosh! Yeah, I know. I'm. I'm. You know, we, we are just family oriented. It was yeah. so funny. I was doing a uh, uh, a pro life social media advertisement for Mark Ronchetti yesterday, mm-hmm. and I was asking my husband, "Well, how do you say I'm pro life in Spanish?" And he's looking at me, and he goes. I don't know. And I said, what do you mean you don't know? And he goes, Kareen, in the Hispanic community, that is taboo. Aborting your baby is taboo in Mexico. Because my husband, um, that's where he's from, Mexico. He's been in the United States all his whole life. He's an anchor baby. But he says, we don't have a term in Mexico for pro-life. Because it's something that never gets discussed. Because nobody kills their babies in Mexico. Nobody kills their babies. Just in America, third world countries have bans on killing your babies. And my husband said, it's taboo. Mm -hmm. You don't do that in Mexico. Mm -hmm. And we couldn't find a term, a Spanish term for I am pro-life. Because my husband said it just doesn't exist. It's taboo. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that interesting? That is. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. Yet, our um, Hispanic governor. Yep. Is promoting it and spending $10 million on a new building. She's she's basing her entire campaign on killing babies. Yes. And and the whole Democratic Party, just not our governor in the state of New Mexico. Did you hear Stacey Abrams yesterday? She's an idiot. Sorry. What what is she she running for? I don't even even know where she's running. She's running for governor in Georgia. Georgia, And somebody posed the question about economics and crime. Oh, she related it. You know what she swung it to and she pretty much said? Well, you know what? The re- you're you're worried about economics because you're having too much baby, too yep. many babies. Yep. Yeah. And she switched it to abortion. But this yes. is what's going on all across the country. They're making this about abortion and how they're going to take away your reproductive rights. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. What this governor, our governor, is peddling. I don't think state. there's any laws against reproducing. Right. Well, then I'm thinking, okay, well, an abortion. <laughs> you know? well, well, abortion. Maybe in China, but yeah. no, not but here. Abortion not stops. Yeah. Abortion stops the reproducing, the reproducing process. So who's really stopping you from reproducing? Abortion. And right. your governor is peddling. Yes. And this is a good question. My, my daughter is 13, and she asked me the other day, she goes, Mom, we were talking about this $10 million that governor is giving to the Planned Parenthood mm-hmm. without New Mexican votes. Right. You know, nobody voted on where our money's going to go. She just allocate Anyway. Well, hey, <laughs> you know, that's those other people. That's us. Yeah. You know, our, we don't matter. Yeah, we don't matter. No, no. So my daughter says, Mom, if Planned Parenthood is leaving... If Planned Parenthood provides STD services, birth control, they even say on their website, Mom, that they provide men's services, hormonal replacement. Mom, why are Planned Parent? Why is a lot of Planned Parenthoods shutting down in Texas? Do not Texans need STD, birth control, pregnancy testing, counseling? So good what does question that tell you? for a 13-year-old. That's a that good means question. they're not going to Planned Parenthood for those services. It right. means that Planned Parenthood's number one service, which we have been crying about for decades, their number one service is killing babies. Yeah. Or else they would still be in Texas, and we wouldn't, our governor wouldn't give them $10 million to start a clinic here. You know, it would be a good time to watch Unplanned again. Yeah. Oh, if you haven't seen it, that's oh, an excellent watch movie. it. Yes. Excellent. Because it tells you exactly what the agenda is for Planned Parenthood, mm-hmm. and it's money. That's it is it. money. It's all and whose money? Money, taxpayer money. Our of money, of course. And that of should course. infuriate people. Oh yeah. Well, and and 
Governor MLG, her answer to everything is, oh, the taxpayer will pay for that. Yep. Because that's what will happen. And she's, yeah. she, at least she's being honest about it. Yeah. You know, oh, well, we'll, get, we'll just get the taxpayer to take care of that. And that's what is, it's, what's going to happen. If we have another term with her, our taxes are going up. Our, everything is going to go up. Yep. It's going to be hell on earth to live here. Yep. Yeah, it will. Indoctrination. That's what the evil wants to do. I don't know if you guys saw my little webcast I did the other day, um, mm-hmm. a couple of days ago on, on Facebook while I was out driving around. I was I'm thinking about Facebook. this whole thing with MLG possibly getting back in office. And I understand the feelings that a lot of people have, uh, especially people in our patriot movement. They believe that the establishment is, they're tired of the establishment. I mean, we're seeing the New Mexico GOP actually opposing some of our candidates that are currently running for office. Like who? Audrey's one of them. Are they opposing her? Oh, oh yeah. They're working behind the scenes against her. And not only that, but they, they have given her no... No financial assistance whatsoever. I, I, I'm not going to be an advocate. There are for, backdoor for meetings and smoke-filled but, rooms going but on. But I say we, we just need to find out the truth before we, we, we possibly slander people. Because I'm going to tell you, I was in the primary. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. And the GOP didn't help anybody. So I, I can't sit here and say it's they can't. You mm-hmm. know, I'm not here to say that they're, they're they didn't help anybody. Yeah. Right. So but they can't in the primary. They correct. can only do that after. But there are things that they could have done in the primary. True. They, they could have gotten all the can- the gubernatorial candidates together and said, "Let's go out and have some strategy. Let's hear. This is how many signatures you need. Let's." But see, they didn't do that, and that's why they 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 did not give a perception of people that they were helping people. Mm-hmm. So I haven't seen, and nobody's brought me some clear evidence that they are opposing anybody. And I want to know the truth. Not just gossip and not yeah. just hearsay, because that gets really dangerous. So the point I want to make is though there are people out there that are so fed up with with being given candidates that they don't necessarily believe Who's in. Who's been given candidates? Well, it's, it's always the lesser of two evils lately. Right, lesser you know? of two evils. People hate that. People hate that. Yes, that they whole do. thing. They, do. they hate the lesser of two. No, how about getting to vote for the person I want instead of the lesser of two evils? Right. But that often doesn't happen. So that a lot of people are willing to just burn the whole place down. Yes. Uh, it, rather than... Work within uh, the system but, to change it. Right. Yeah. But see, what, what I have been saying for quite a while now, I've been saying, okay, now, you got to think about this. Okay, if you're not... It's like, I completely understand your point of view here. It's yes. like you're thinking, make them... Make those... Uh, make the establishment pay. Yep. Make them pay. Don't support the candidate that they put forward for us. I, I understand your reasoning behind that, but at the same time, like this stuff we were just talking about these children, about how they're going to be abusing our children, if MLG gets back in office, you need to think about other people other than just yourself and other, other than the vendetta you want to take out on the establishment. You really need to. So anyway, hey, we're at the top of the hour. Uh, we're going to go into hour two. I want to talk about the uh, this whole push on the gender ideology thing. I I found this really interesting article in the Epoch Times. Gender ideology is a cultural wrecking ball striking at the heart of the family. I want to talk about that. I think it's a good article. We'll be right back. (music) 